Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Clinton from the Comedy Forecast podcast, found right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Found? What, what, was it lost? The following audio drama is rated R for Restricted. If you're under 17, you probably shouldn't watch this, because it's got lots of violence, swearing, and adult situations, including sex, or close to it. So be warned. Ladies, gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for coming to this meeting. I believe it is imperative that we address a certain issue concerning our corporation. Now, our company is a company with history. Now, General Verified Corp. Limited International has been a multi-billion dollar corporation for over a hundred years. We are a parent company that owns over 85 sub-companies. And this quarter, our stock outperformed our nearest competitor by nearly 20%. Our combined holdings are somewhere in the $93 billion range. Myself and each one of you and every member of this board and every member of this company, for that matter, have been hand-picked to deliver the finest possible performance that our stockholders can expect. And our stockholders do expect results, both in our financial holdings, our stock performance, and in our product. Which brings me to the question at hand. Ladies, gentlemen, do you have any idea what we make? Because, frankly, I'm lost. Uh, w- wasn't it uh, pharmaceuticals? No, no, I, I believe uh, it's glue. Uh, we make glue. Uh, we? I thought we were a software it's company. No, as a paint, was was multimedia, sort of biochemical. Maybe we're a movie studio no, no, or no, something. No, 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 we've checked all of those angles. Oh. Uh, frankly, we can't find that we have holdings in uh, any of those fields. Oh, be quiet. Maybe we're some sort of military contractor. Oh, you know, yeah, something sure. that we—it's all top secret. That's why we haven't no, heard no, about no, it. No, 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 no. We looked into that as well. We don't manufacture weapons, bioweapons, chemical weapons, anything like that. Yeah. We don't seem to actually make anything. So uh, what you're saying is that we have a large, multi-billion-dollar multinational corporation that is simply idle. That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, yes. How is it that we pay our employees? Well, according to my records here, we don't actually have any employees. Besides us, you mean? Well, that's the odd thing. I don't have any records of any of us working for this corporation either. I have a question. Has anyone here ever been paid? Do you mean like a paycheck or something? Yeah, paycheck, cash, any sort of compensation for the hours spent here at the office. Now that you mention it, no. no. I don't that's right. I didn't get no, paid no. either. I see. Well, it looks like all of us have been playing the fool here. Wait, 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 wait. You said we had a combined worth of $93 billion. Where is this money? No one knows for sure. Frankly, it's become the stuff of legend. According to the story, the original CEOs of this company built this entire building as a map to lead them to the buried stockholders' shares. $93 billion is buried somewhere in this world, and the key to finding it is in this building. So we got to find our shareholders' money then? Yes, we do, and it won't be easy. 
It said that 10,000 men have searched in vain and many lost their lives to find the buried treasure of verified General Corporation International shareholders' money. Is this it here? Wait, where? Yeah, is that let, the money? Now, hold on, let me see. It's uh, 91, 92, 93 oh. billion. Yes, this is it. Oh, well, where was it? It was in this paper bag under the table. Oh, well, well done then, Karen. Mystery solved. Well, now that we have the money, uh, what are we going to do with it? Well, that's an excellent question. This is technically our stockholders' money, and it belongs to them. So I believe the ethical thing to do would be to split it eight ways between all of us and run for the border. That doesn't sound particularly ethical. I couldn't care less. Good point. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, embezzlement is our preferred strategy here, and... And I believe we'll just take that and meeting adjourned. <laughs> oh, oh my. Good heavens, it appears to be the ghost of our original CEO. Aye, tis I, Redbeard Rickety Sam, and I see you've dug up my ill-gotten fortune. But be known, a curse be placed on all those who would take the money from these premises. Uh, what sort of curse are we talking about here? Cursed you be, cursed you be to walk 500 miles and then to walk 500 more just to be the man who'd walk a thet. No, wait, that's wrong. Hold on. Got it here somewhere. Uh, ah, here it is. Cursed you be to die a thousand deaths for your greed, and your ghost shall forever haunt the halls of this building as a warning to all who would dare to interfere with the corporation holding stockholder uh, money. Uh, uh, really, no idea. That's a new one on me. <laughs> so now you stand cursed. Cursed as the 10,000 who came before you. <laughs> and they're haunting this building right now. Uh, of course, of course they are. Can't you feel their icy presence all around you? Uh, could we at least see one of them? Uh, yeah, it's see, not too much to ask. Uh, of course it's not too much to ask. Can't you feel their presence? Uh, they'll, uh... They're all, uh, just, uh, turn around for a moment and... Oh, look, here comes one of them now, uh... And who are you, cursed soul? Well, Rick, it is Sam. I'm a doomed, greedy man, and I'm, I have to haunt the halls of this building as punishment for trying to steal the money. Ooh. You know, that ghost looks yeah, remarkably I, like yeah. your handkerchief. Yes, he yeah. does. Don't, yes. don't be ridiculous. This is my old cube mate, pig arm leg, pig Jiminy Jim. That's right, Rickety Sam, and I used to work down by the copy machine where I'd copy files and be greedy and... Ooh. All right, well, let's put this to a vote, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, how many people in here are in favor of taking this money, being obscenely wealthy, and running away from here only to risk being cursed to spend all of eternity haunting a large office building as a ghost's handkerchief? Aye. Aye. Well, it's unanimous, then. Fine, fine, but know this... This ill-gotten gain of yours will never bring you true happiness in this life. Well, you forget we're executives and we're used to that. Crap. Well, we'll be off now. Yeah, Goodbye. see ya. Nice Indeed you. was nice, bye. Bye-bye. Nice seeing you. Well, Ricky, the same. We're all alone again. That's right there, Jimmy the Jim. I'm a sad and lonely pirate CEO ghost. You may as well start the show. October 13th. 2005. Your experience in technical difficulties, please stand by. I'm sorry. Oh, please don't blow your nose on me, Rick. the same. Oh, sorry. Welcome back to the show. My name is Kyan Chris Conroy, and you're listening to Technical Difficulties, my comedy uh, 
cast, webcast, podcast, indiecast. I don't know what the whole deal is with the cast thing. I got to admit the whole... I must be honest with you that podcasting uh, may be a catchy term, but in the end probably wasn't worth the effort or... I don't know what everybody's calling it these days. It's it's my show. This is my show from now on. This is my my show. It's not a cast or it's not... It's my show. You subscribe to my show. And uh, this show is called Technical Difficulties. It's a comedy uh, comedy show sketch comedy if you're new to it and you may well be because a lot of people are diving onto iTunes now because iTunes now handles video in case you hadn't noticed iTunes 6.0 just got released last night if you're listening to the show on Thursday um, on the 13th and the new iTunes is out and it handles video so you're going to start seeing some video out of us if you subscribe to Channel Surfing Wipeout channelsurfwipe.libsyn.com which is our other show uh, you will get to uh, see video and we'll be able to I'm going to set it up and we'll learn as so quickly as possible how to set that up and optimize it for iPods, and I'm just going to start maybe start doing some sketch comedy here. Now I think I'll keep, now you know I think I'll keep the video projects over at Channel Surfing Wipeout, but the audio projects will certainly be here, and you'll very quickly soon see uh, soon see video probably usurping audio for uh, content. Sorry to say it, but it's true. Anyway, let's get on with the show, shall we? <laughs> now that I've brought you all down, all right, uh, let's start. This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by Medal of Honor, Iraq Edition. A first-person mission-based shooter in which you fight your way across the dangers and the wilds of occupied Iraq. All right, good to see you here, Corporal. Are you ready for the details of your mission? Yes, sir! Your mission, then, soldier, is to get out there and find those weapons of mass destruction. All right, your mission is to spread democracy all over Iraq... All right, our mission here is that we're going to bring all the terrorists to us. They're going to come here like flypaper to... to. Are you clear on your mission, soldier? Sir? Do you want all your fellow soldiers' deaths to be in vain? Well, of course not. Well, then good. Take this gun and, and uh, this uh, crappy old body armor here and just go out there and, and get your job done. Uh, about this equipment, sir? Look, soldier, you go to war with the army you have, not the one you wish you had. I just wish I had better equipment. Will I be able to pick up more pieces of armor along the way in the game, sir? Uh, sorry about that. What are you going to do? You'll be sent on some of the most dangerous missions ever faced in a Medal of Honor. All right, soldier, I want you to take this tanker full of contaminated fuel and drive it down this incredibly dangerous highway littered with roadside bombs snipers and RPG throwers, and then you're going to have to deliver it to our allies. Contaminated fuel, sir? Yes, it's a bunch of crap. Got contaminated with groundwater. That's okay. Just deliver it to our uh, to our northern allies up there, and just uh, make your way back here, and I'll have something else to do when you get back. About that body armor, sir? I believe we already had this conversation, soldier. So brace yourself the most authentic depiction of modern combat in a first-person shooter ever. Corporal, I have some great news for you. Sir? A huge shipment of body and vehicle armor has just arrived at the Baghdad airport. Really? Oh, thank God. Your mission is to get over to the airport, get that armor, and bring it back here safely. Yes, sir! Once you've brought it back, I need it delivered straight to the green zone and immediately distributed to all the visiting corporate dignitaries and their family members. Sir? There should be just enough for all of them. And they'll be able to take it home as souvenirs of their experience here. <laughs> What's with that look, soldier? Sir, are you even in the military? Oh, hell no. I work for Halliburton. That's Medal of Honor Iraq Edition, coming this Christmas. A typical ad for the new breed of ultraviolent war simulation games coming out for computer systems and home consoles and directed, presumably, at young children. Hello, I'm Slip Zipley, and welcome to Focus Point. Tonight, Focus Point's subject is video games. Scourge, threat, menace, plague, or all of the above.
On tonight's program, my guests are Phyllis Lufa, director of the Alarmist Women of America, a women's Christian group dedicated to the complete obliteration of enjoyment in the world, as we know it. Hello. And on the other side, Wilson Bath, president of the People for Peaceful Non-Threatening Entertainment, whose organization coincidentally has virtually the same goals as the Alarmist Women of America. Good evening. All right, let's start with you, Ms. Lufa. What are your objections to these so-called violent video games? Well, we believe these games are nothing more than murder simulators. In fact, I'm afraid to go near my 15-year-old your old son ever since I discovered that he surreptitiously had an Xbox in his bedroom. I had no idea. I'm terrified. I'm afraid he's going to pull out a chainsaw and kill me at any moment. And has he shown any sort of violent tendencies since he started playing these games? Well, not directly. Not yet. But I know it's there. I can see it. I can see that little glint of madness behind his eyes. That little spark the devil's placed there. I know it's coming for me. He'll have to come through a hail of bullets to do it, too. Uh, I'm sure he will. Swerving over to Wilson Bath, president of the People for Peaceful Non-Threatening Entertainment. And what is your problem with these violent video games? Well, I think the games are absolutely terrible. I think they simply reinforce in our children the idea that violence is the best solution to any problem. And, and I don't think that's very appropriate. Not to mention the level of racism in this game. Racism? Yes. Well, racism, of course. I mean, you notice that all the villains in this game, of course, are Iraqis. Well, in the game, you are fighting insurgents in Iraq. And what about this game from the same makers? It's a Medal of Honor Pacific Assault in which uh, nothing but Asians are shown in a bad light. Those are Japanese soldiers. That's who we were fighting during that war, wasn't it? Well, I think it's just racist. I mean, have they done any of these games where you fight white people? Well, several of these games are, in fact, set in Germany where you're fighting mostly uh, German soldiers. Well, all right, fine. Well, in any case, the violence is what I object to. Now, our organization has put out a game that we feel can really, really teach children a much more valuable lesson about nonviolent responses to situations. Now, that's your game, Flower Child. Yes, in it you play someone who goes up to soldiers and puts flowers down the barrels of their guns, just like they did in the 60s. Uh, do these soldiers shoot back at you or anything? No, once the soldiers see the uh, flowers sticking out of their barrel, they forsake all violence and, and join the anti-war movement. Yeah, we have a new game, too, you know. Do you know? What is it? Well, the game is called Bullet Master, and it, it, it describes itself as an extremely violent video game, and when the child puts it in inside their gaming console that immediately contacts the police who come and arrest them. Clearly a hostile attitude towards this new form of digital entertainment, but what do their children think? Well, we think our parents totally suck. Yeah, we think our parents are total walking paragons of lameness and hypocrisy. But that's okay, because we'll be getting even. And how do you plan on doing that? By growing into bitter and sedentary adults. Yeah, we're going to be like my dad and just sit around and watch TV, sports, and complain. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Tony. What is it, Vinny? I was watching ESPN the other day, and they had this thing on for the kids. What is it with the skateboards and stuff? Uh, the, something. Uh, the, uh, the, oh, yeah. My nephew's into that. The X Games? Yeah, the X Games. That's it. Extreme sports. That's 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 it. Yeah. I'm watching these kids doing this stuff where they're going up in the air with the skateboards and the flipping and the bikes and all that crazy stuff. And I'm looking at these kids, and they're just, they're all fit and trim and... And, and they're risking life and limb up there, you know. I'm looking, risking these incredible injuries and stuff. And I'm looking at myself sitting back in my easy boy. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm 280 pounds, you know. My doctor tells me my arteries are hardening. My blood pressure is up. I got diabetes. You know, I could lose my eyesight. Yeah, or limb. I mean, my cousin Shirley, she lost, like, her leg to, to diabetes. Exactly, exactly. I just just from lying here, you know. And, and I'm watching these kids on television just, just taking life by storm and, and risking these incredible injuries and stuff. 
And I just lay here, and, and my life could be over at any second now. Yeah, I guess you're right. Just, just like that. Yeah, so? So why ain't my lifestyle an extreme sport? Hello, and welcome back to the 2005 Sloth Games. Yes, it's the S Games, back again for our 2005 year. We've got some pretty stiff competition out there, so we'll get straight down to the action. I'm your host, Annoying Youngman, and with me is my co-host, Jerome Troyner. Hey, how's it going? So, Jerome, I think we should probably give a recap. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, for those of you who just joined us after the commercial break, uh, we're totally in the middle of our Enduro section. Uh, this is the finalists for the uh, Sloth Games Enduro Championships. And for those of you unfamiliar with the rules, here they are. The contestants have to sit in an Easy Boy chair, observing the entertainment of their choice. Prior to that, they eat four, count them, four microwave burritos and four liters of their choice of carbonated beverage. Is there any rules on caffeine? I always wanted to know about that. I was never sure. No, no rules about that. Only non-alcoholic and liquid. Uh, well, basically, the rule after that is they got to sit there and watch whatever they're watching on television and hold it in till nature calls. You said it, Jerome, and we are entering into hour six, the affirmative Fido, and we are down to our last five contestants. These guys are some serious troopers. You said it, Jerome, and here is the lowdown on our last five finalists here. In chair number 16 is Alan Vilner of Jackson Heights, Queens, weighing in at 300 193 pounds. He's been watching Firefly Season 1 since the beginning of this contest six hours ago. In chair number 12 is Tom Slug Tease from Tosa, Oklahoma, a holder of the Southwest Regional title, and he's decided to go through an entire marathon of VH1 Classics. Number 23, Alice Kuzbane of Niagara, New York, one of our only female contestants this year, and she is doing a Be Shonen Fan Sub Marathon, currently in the middle of the run of Gravitation. And in seats 14 and 35, we have a little bit of a personal rivalry going on. Uh, both of them are furries. They are Kevin Stoop and Louis Belzer of Los Angeles, California, and they are plowing through an entirely donated generation Generously donated, I might say, DVD collection of the entire back catalog of Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And dangerously getting into a serious debate on the subject. Looks like that could work up the old bladder problem. Totally. Totally. Speaking of bladder problems, we have had a few of those for this contest this year, haven't we, Jerome? Absolutely. Earlier, just before the commercial break, as you recall, uh-huh. uh, chair number 45, Bill Gardner, couldn't take it anymore. And he just barely made it to the porta potty before completely losing uh, control of his bladder. Wet britches. And then, before that, we all remember, pretty spectacular. Oh, yes. Chair number 32, Ramos Musal. Musala. Couldn't hold it anymore, but decided he was going to go the distance anyway. Oh. And lost bladder and bowel control oh. right there in his chair. That was pure dedication. And he was also gross, disgusting, and humiliating. The entire cl- crowd reacted with total revulsion. I, it was some great television there, Jerome, and I'm sure he couldn't be prouder. Totally. No sign of that breakdown here with these guys, though. They're in this for the long haul. So, what do we got up next there, Jerome? Well, we're going to have to take another commercial break, and that's good, because just watching these guys holding in makes me want to pee. I'll race you to the urinal there. Totally. Well, up next, what we're going to have is going to move over there to the Fat Boy competition. Oh, yes, the true heavyweights of our, of our entire oh. sloth games. Oh, these yeah. are the heaviest competitors we've got. People who have just stuffed themselves full, worked out, built up muscles, and still layered fat upon fat. An incredible Huge. discipline, very much with the sumo wrestler. Flesh these are pure muscle, pure big bones, and pure, pure, pure slabs of fat. Flesh on glaciers, top of these huge, man. huge contestants. Man mountains. Oh, we're going to be bringing them over to, where was that again, Jerome? Well, we're uh-huh. not going to hold this at the main event grounds. It's going to be slightly across town uh-huh. in uh, in Tramer Park, where yeah. they have the, the, the Omnis Scale Corporation okay. has decided to donate very generally, Ge- genera- generously, excuse generous. me, to us the uh, 
the the world's largest scale. Oh, yes. That's what they've got out for us. This is the Guinness Book of World Records is the world's largest scale. We're going to be weighing in the contestants on that. We're going to be hoisting them up onto that. And how big is that scale again there, Jerome? It is a precision instrument that is reported to be 150 feet by 150 feet and approximately 25 feet tall. The world's largest, basically, uh, precision scale. And uh, how much does that weigh? Uh, well, nobody knows because we don't have anything big enough to weigh it with. Oh, <laughs> Right, of course. Well, anyway, we'll be right back after this. No, no, you won't be back after anything, because I've ended the show. I just need an excuse to suddenly play the zip-out end music thing. Anyway, you've been listening to Technical Difficulties, and this episode has been dedicated to our boys in uniform, who I wish were boys in better body armor and still aren't. You know, support our troops. They're getting a pretty raw friggin' deal as far as I'm concerned. And uh, also to Electronic Arts and their Medal of Honor series, a game series I enjoy very much. And uh, I'm making fun of y'all, and I'm joking. And I don't care how you feel about video games or the war or anything like that. I'm just doing this to be funny. I refuse to apologize for anything. And, uh, yeah, support the troops. That's all I have to say. Because, well, they're great guys. And they are. Anyway, uh, you will have been listening to Technical Difficulties. As I said, please tune in tomorrow uh, to chansurfwipe.libsyn.com. Uh, Channel Surfing Wipeout. I'll be putting up a new video there tomorrow. Uh, my wife Susan's uh, uh, Uncomfortable Questions at suegrandys.libsyn.com. That's S-U-E-G-R-A-N-D-Y-S, suegrandys.libsyn.com. Uh, you will be able to hear her new show, her interview show, which is uh, going quite well. And the interviews are really quite interesting, all the big questions. And as always, I suggest you go over to nosewatertokyo.com for ugly, cool, amazing, sweet, spiffy Japanese gifts straight from Japan, not this watered-down crap you're so used to. This is the real, not Sanrio. No, 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 no. Nose Water Tokyo. Go over there and check it out. You won't regret it. Also, Strange Brain Radio with Rusty Bender. Strange Brain Radio has uh, has supported me uh, right through all this. You know, uh, Rusty Bender's been a real good uh, booster of my show, and I'm a booster of his. I like his show. And his show is, you know, not nearly as lengthy as mine. Uh, which is good for some people who I no one's really complained about the length of the show, but you know I know attention spans being what they are. Uh, anyway, as I said before earlier, we're going to be uh, trying to transfer the video over to the iPod. So if any of you out there are lucky enough to get the iPod video uh, or the video capable iPod, you'll be able to watch our stuff on your video iPod and show it off. And I may do some stuff for video for uh, for this show as well. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Anyway, as always, I can be contacted at Cayenne. Dot Cayenne at No, 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 that's wrong. I can be contacted at techdiff, T E K D I F F, at libsyn.com, or you can go over to techdiff, T E K D I F F, dot com to leave a comment on my page. And you can comment on that. You can see some cartooning work I've done. Uh, you can follow some links to some cool places and all kinds of stuff like that there. So, once again, thank you for listening. I'll be back again next week and uh, keep them flying. Bye. You're listening to Friday Follies. Jokes, laughs, and guffaws to tickle your funny bone on the Mutual Audio Network. Join us tomorrow morning on Mutual for Saturday Story Circle. Bring the kids your coloring books and crayons and get the whole family into a great start to the day with audio cartoons. You can always subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of audio drama that fits your fancy. Or discover Saturday Story Circle in your favorite podcast players like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. The 
the Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.